And this really gets to the heart of a very, quite frankly, racist conception of not just, you know, Russian political leaders or foreign policy, but also just Russian-ness, if you will, <laughs> that, that, you know, they're not to be trusted. They're not loyal. Yeah. They don't partake in these blocks. They don't have allies. They're shifty operators <laughs> who are, you know, are, are, are naturally inclined by, you know, product of blood relation or what have you uh, to manipulate situations to their advantage without any sense of underlying ethic other than self-interest, right? Yeah. And this is at the very heart of Russiagate. When you see the arrests of these so-called, you know, Russian foreign operators, whatever their role was or wasn't, um, talk to us about some of those arrests and how all of this sort of plays in, like 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 we were just saying, with with the conception of of Russian duplicitousness. So you mean arrests in terms of these uh, these security guys that were arrested? It was uh, – bu- was it Butina? Is that, oh, is that Butina. Right? Uh, Maria Butina. Maria Butina uh, was uh, arrested in sort of this, this kind of absurd – these absurd oh, charges. Yeah. And- uh, I mean as her as a, as a spy, right? As a spy, um, right. You, you know, the way I fe- view the Butina case and, – and granted, I, I don't follow it that closely um, because it's really sometimes hard to wade through the ridiculous no- ridiculousness of it. Um, but, you know, look, I think what the Russians are doing is pretty normative um, in the sense of they're lobbying or trying to lobby their interests among sectors of the American elite no different than the Saudis or the Israelis or any other power. Um, it, it's more of a reflection of, of the capture of American elites to foreign powers in general than it is anything specific about the Russians. Um, you know, I mean, you know, it's for, it's kind of forgotten the fact that in terms of political interference in the American political system, you know, the Republican Party invited Bibi Netanyahu to speak in Congress against the Iranian deal. I mean, this is just so in that sense, I think, again, the the kind of freak out about Russia um, is is mostly about the, the United States than it is about what Russia is doing, except to say, you know, this is always said, well, Russia is not our ally. Well, yeah, they're not. But I mean, I think a lot of these powers are, are allies of convenience anyways. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't really make too much of this stuff. Uh, you know, I think the most serious thing that one needs to, what, that the United States needs to address is the, the cyber stuff, is the hacking. Um, because this can this type of warfare can really uh, wreak havoc on a society. You know, the Russians were able to shut down, if I'm not mistaken, the Estonian Central Bank in 2005, I think it was. Uh, so you know, this could actually affect people's lives. Uh, you know, it there does need to be things to secure American voting, but th- there's a laundry list of things that have nothing to do with the Russians that need to be done about American voting. <laughs> And and it's the tragedy. The tragedy about all of this, in my view, all of this stuff about you know Russian interference in American politics, is that you know okay, fine, then let's do something about it uh, and actually modernize the American you know electoral system and not dump all of this money into deciphering you know who's behind a Facebook post. 
it's just it to me again it just doesn't really give a lot of to me it doesn't speak to a lot of actual seriousness when it comes to these rather feeble attempts by the Russians to influence the American political system. Well said. Um, it seems to me that you know we're trying to come up with some kind of rational explanation for ultimately irrational you know forces. Although you know the, the rationality is there if you look at you know Maddow. I keep coming back to Rachel Maddow. She's one of the more, more egregious yeah. cases here on the liberal media left. Is that you know there are incentives there. There so are her activity is is highly rational, just not rational in accordance with with the terms that we're outlining here. Yeah, there's a profit motive. I mean, there's no doubt about this. You know, there is a profit motive, just like there was a profit motive to stick Trump on television in 2016 and basically sit a camera on him. Um, you know, by CNN. Uh, you know, I think this is this is the thing. I mean, but this is, speaks to the larger question of our political system and in. You know what's really what's going on with it. Uh, the other thing I want to say about the Russia Russia Gate stuff is, I mean, this really is, in my view, an expression of a tr- of trauma. You know, the fact that we are still negotiating 2016. I mean, we weren't even ne- still negotiating 2000, and that was decided by the Supreme Court. And you know, we weren't negotiating. I mean, luckily for Bush, he had you know 9/11 to give him legitimacy, but nonetheless, it. Trump's election is such a trauma that I really do think that the focus on Russia, uh, regardless of what they did, is a is a is a is a psychological projection that, as a way to not deal with the actual realities as to why this man became president. It, it, to me, there's just no other uh, explanation for it as a, as a form of psychological displacement. Right, right. I co-sign that that opinion. It makes it so hard to. To challenge as well, right? When yeah. things are primarily psychological, uh, it makes it very difficult to challenge just on, on the matter of facts. Facts don't land anywhere when you're dealing with people who are uh, grappling with specters of various yeah. sorts. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-Side. Head over to patreon.com slash dead pundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week. <laughs>